Welcome to Relationships Turned On. I'm your host, Laura Press, marriage and relationship counsellor. I believe relationships can be fixed and you deserve to have a connected and loving relationship. I give you the tools, strategies and insights so you can have a world-class relationship. Welcome, Belinda. I'm so excited to be having this much-needed conversation with you. Belinda Joyce is a midwife and maternal child health nurse. She is so big on finding your own path in parenthood, which is why I was really excited to have her on here to have this conversation because it is so needed to find your own path. So could you please tell us a little bit about yourself and why you got into this line of work? Sure. Thanks for having me on. I'm a midwife and maternal child health nurse. Like you mentioned, I've also written a book called Survive and Enjoy Your Baby. And the reason I went into this, I guess, um, passion of mine is because when I had my own baby, particularly the first one, it was so hard. It was such a steep learning curve and I absolutely loved the support that was given to me from my maternal and child health nurse and my midwife in the hospital. And I just knew that was the area that I wanted to go into um, and try and help and support other new mums because it's just such an important thing, isn't it, becoming a mum? And I've got four children of my own, so I sort of can do some practical and realistic stuff as well as the I guess the qualifications given me all that evidence-based knowledge as well so I tie the two together. It's so important having the two together isn't it because the absolutely you need the training and the qualifications but then the ground down practical you you can't you can't learn that in a school. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah it's just stuff that textbooks doesn't always cover so that's really amazing and so what do you find the top struggles are that new mothers face? I think the biggest one is that massive learning of how to care for a baby. So uh, if you haven't been around babies very much either, that is just huge. So learning what your baby's trying to tell you because they are trying to tell you things, but it's so hard because they can't speak English yet. Um, And so getting to know what they need, how how to take care of them, how to feed them, help them grow, and then how to um, keep an eye on their development and all of those things. Mm. all at the same time as being very sleep deprived. Uh, And I think that sleep deprivation in the early days is just massive and makes it so much more difficult and recovering from the birth as well. And then I guess the other thing that's often really difficult is that um, working with our partner when everything has changed so much and particularly for the mum in a traditional relationship, if dad's gone back to work, you know, that's a massive shift in everything. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. The shifting roles is is a big deal when it comes to new parent, new parents and, and all of that. So do you find, is there something in particular that mums are really, like is it the sleep deprivation that makes the initial phases that much harder and is is that something you help new mums with or is it more the developmental? Like what is the main thing that you see? I think the hardest thing is that sleep deprivation and recovery after the birth in those early weeks, even up to around three months. Mm. And then depending on how the baby's sleeping, that can continue Um, or 
many babies are learning to have some longer stints of sleep. So even if it's four or five hours, that can make a massive difference compared to two hours at a time. Mm. And many new mums are starting to get more used to the, the, I guess, the care of the baby and their baby's older now, so they're better at communicating what they want and need as well. Yeah, absolutely. So what do you think are the main like myths or misconceptions out there about being a new mother or even when you're, you know, having child number three, for example? Well, there's so many, isn't there? <laughs> yes. Um, just watching TV and movies and things like that. I think so many new mothers, myself included, you kind of think that once you have the baby, you're just going to know what to do and that that intuition will will um, drive everything and you'll just know. Mm. And I know for me, I, you know, I was lucky. I loved my baby straight away and I wanted to do the best I could. But my intuition really only told me what felt okay and what didn't feel okay to do with the baby. Sure. It didn't tell me how to look after a baby. And I didn't know things like, babies need a lot more sleep than what I thought and (laughs) um, so I know I was trying to sort of jiggle her along and you know lots of rocking Mm. and and things when really she just needed to go to sleep and I couldn't tell what she was trying to tell me so I think that's one of the biggest ones that mums will often think well I should know and maybe I'm a bad mum because I don't know Mm. and it's actually completely normal and we don't have that um that real village around us anymore where we're around a lot of family and young babies some new mums are really lucky or new dads and they have been but for the majority we are missing that piece so I think that's the biggest thing and then the other thing would be you know that that a baby should sleep like a baby so that sleep like a baby thing Mm. isn't true babies don't sleep quietly babies wriggle and squirm they you know they have gas they They are so loud I they are really noisy yeah it is mind-blowing actually really how noisy they are yeah I think it's a shock for most parents and it's really normal so they will go through different sleep stages Mm. where they're quieter but Mm. generally babies wriggle and squirm and you know cry out even when they're still asleep and so we often try and tend to them a little bit too quickly because they're they're still asleep, but we think that they're awake because they're wriggling and squirming. And if we just leave them be, they'll often just cycle back into sleep. Um, and of course, if your baby's crying with distress, we want you to pick them up and attend to them. But these, these are the babies that are just wriggling and squirming and starting to maybe look like they might be about to wake up. And often they won't if you just leave them be. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I remember those in the newborn days as well. Like, oh my gosh, are you awake? Oh, no, you're back asleep. <laughs> and- I used to wake my baby up. <laughs> Actually, the first time my newborn slept through, I jumped up, thought, oh, my goodness, is she alive? I thought she must have, like, seriously, I honestly thought she must have died because she had slept for, like, five hours. I was like, oh, my goodness, I've fallen asleep. <laughs> That's a really common Um, a common feeling for lots of new mums and dads Mm. because they haven't slept for that long before and it's such a shock yeah yeah I was very much terrified when I first woke up (laughs) Um, do you think there's a a lot of guilt that goes with the oh I don't just like automatically know what to do like I I don't just like this is my child I should just know what to do like you were saying before um 
like do you think there's a lot of guilt like what sort of things come with that because like that's a whole a whole lot of stuff going on in a new mum or dad's mind it is absolutely I think lots of new parents feel like because they think that that you know that's in the back of their mind that they should know and mm. we know that young babies cry a little bit more every day till they hit six weeks and it peaks at around six weeks. Yeah. And so if they're crying a little bit more every day, we tend to think it's our fault. Mm. And why don't we know why they're crying? And, you know, one day picking them up and cuddling them is enough and the next day they need a feed and the next day that doesn't work and you need to put them in the pram and walk around the block to feed yeah. them. And you try <laughs> all those different things and it just keeps changing. And we don't really know why babies cry like that. Mm. So we know that it's normal, but maybe one day we'll have a better answer. It does seem to be that their gut is maturing and that they're having lots of tummy and wind pain. Mm. And I don't know why it doesn't happen in the first few weeks. It usually kicks in sort of after a couple of weeks and then just gets a lot worse. So I think during that period, most parents feel very... um, guilty that they don't know Mm. how to solve it for their baby and I don't think it's out there enough that it is normal so we have parents who are trying to do their best on very little sleep whilst also thinking that they're guilty of not understanding and being able to help their baby get through it Um, whereas if they if we had more people out there saying hey this is normal and it's not your fault that would really help. And I know a really close friend of mine said that to me when I had my first baby and it was life-changing. And that was just because she had been around so many babies. For sure. It creates a certain sort of mental freedom, doesn't it, as well? Yes. And especially as well when you're looking at your child as this is your own individual child. And even if you've got five, three, you know, each one is so different. Like as babies, as adults, you know, the whole the whole spectrum, they're so different, aren't they, all the time? And the first one, um, you know, quite a few of my friends, for instance, their first baby had, had been very quiet and settled mm. and then their second baby came along and they were not quiet and settled. False for me, I security. think I was lucky. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. the first one that wasn't yeah. quiet and settled. Uh, so um, whatever your first baby does becomes your normal. Mm-hmm. So then when you have a subsequent baby mm. and they're different because you, you kind of think oh I've done it before I know what I'm doing now and the second baby is almost always very different in one way or another yeah and then I think when people tend to go on and have a third baby by then they think well I know they're going to be different because the you know the first and the second one were so different yes that they're quite open to however their baby's going to be and quite um a bit more relaxed about it I guess yes Um, that makes a difference too do you think absolutely more relaxed the the way mum's parent with a third baby is often a lot more relaxed because of their experience Mm. um and often those babies are um they can sort of slide into the family in a different way Mm. not always if you get a very demanding one that that might not happen (laughs) yes 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 um makes a lot of sense and so this might be, uh, well, people might know these answers to this question you already, but you know how you were saying that in the early phases, there can be some correlation perhaps to, you know, gut maturing, maybe even a little bit gut issues. Is that due to, to some part in what mum's consuming if she's breastfeeding or no, not necessarily? We don't think so in most cases. Okay. But again, we 
I'm sure we're going to learn a lot more about this yeah. over the next few years, but um, we haven't understood, I think, for the whole of humankind, how mm. our gut really affects our body and our mind. And mm. we're learning more and more with all the research that's coming out that our gut actually, you know, I think it has more nerve endings in it than our brain. Mm-hmm. And it, it has lots more to do with our uh, holistic health than we ever knew. Yes, 100%. And in some cases, what mum is consuming is a problem, but in the majority of cases, it's not caused. Yeah. You know, there's nothing that mum's consuming that is the problem. And that, that's actually another area of guilt. Yes. Um, <laughs> with some mums who say, Oh, no, I oh, ate chocolate. <laughs> no, I had chocolate or yeah. I, I ate, I had some coffee and, yeah. I, and I had, you know, too much caffeine the day before. I'm sure that's what it is. Mm. And then they go off that and it doesn't improve. Um, yeah. that's really common as well mm. so I think with breastfeeding what we do know that most foods in moderation are okay yes. if you go out and eat a whole heap of cabbage it's probably <laughs> going to create wind well or, probably for you too <laughs> yeah. yes for both of you yes and a whole heap of stone fruit could mm. cause you know really acidic poos for the baby and they could get a nappy rash so I mm. think anything just sort of staying in moderation is perfect yes absolutely and and what you said is so true our gut um you know linked to our holistic health you know that's where our happy hormones created and something we didn't really know for such a long time so why wouldn't that be i mean i don't know again this is a little bit of an extrapolation but i'm guessing why wouldn't that be true for bub i agree i think in the future more and more will be learned and we'll find out you know what's actually going on but at this point in time all we can do is know that it's reassuring that yes. most babies do this, even though it feels horrible at the time and your baby will, you know, often appear to be in, you know, tummy pain mm. um, and need lots more soothing. Yeah. Okay. Brilliant. So what do you think it actually does to your identity, you know, as a as a woman when you become a new mum? I think for many new mums, they kind of lose their identity for mm. a time and then refine or reshape a whole new identity. Yes. Because so for so many women, their identity is sort of tied to their profession or their job or their role. Mm. Um, and often, as we're having babies a little bit later than ever before, really, mm. first um, median age for first babies is around 30 now. Yeah, right. So because of that, most many women who have their first baby are really great at their job mm. and confident and and really enjoy it. Yeah. And then they have their baby and they're put back into that, I don't know what I'm doing. I've got to learn all this new stuff. And not only that, but I really, really want to do it well because mm. it's my beautiful baby and I don't want to mess mess up (laughs) yeah um but to a certain degree every first baby is a bit of a guinea pig um parents are always just learning so I think that the identity and going back to that learning phase is a really massive thing for women's identities and for Mm -hmm. men's as well but I think for women who are staying home even if it's only for the first month or two yes it's sort of like Groundhog Day. Every day is the same. <laughs> Very the challenge, different. Yeah. There's massive challenges still, but they're not the sort of challenges you might have had at work. Yes. And they're not perhaps the sort of challenges you really wanted at no. times. 
So I can remember thinking, not really like those Huggies commercials on TV where you know, <laughs> a beautiful mum and her makeup's done and she has the baby up over her shoulder and they look so happy and the baby's smiling and it just didn't feel like that to start with and it doesn't for most people. So no. I think taking some time and getting to know your new identity mm-hmm. as a mum and realising that you're, you yourself have a whole heap of different roles. So you have you know just you on your own, you have you at work, you have you as a mum, you have you mm. as a partner or or wife. Um, so it, it it can be quite different. Yes, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I know when I was first a new mum, I was uh, twenty four with my first, and that was that's quite young. Like even you know you said the median age, and so none of my friends have had kids yet, and so like what they were looking to do and what I was looking, I was just looking through to get through the day, <laughs> you know, get some sleep. I was- Exactly yeah. the same. I was 23 yeah. and yeah. I only had one friend who was a little bit older who had a yeah. baby yeah. and everyone else thought we were crazy and we were happy but yeah. hadn't been around many babies and so I guess our... <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So there's like so much that we have um, actually been through. I actually want to get to this question first. So what can mothers do to ensure they thrive during the newborn stage or even when they're juggling, you know, a few kids at a few different ages? I think it's really important to to remember that no one is super mum. Mm-hmm. And I think most of us try to be super mum, but super mum doesn't exist. And the mums that you see out there, either in real life or on social media, that appear to be super mum, firstly, they don't think or feel like they're super mum it's Mm. just what you're seeing at that point in time and and it's not something to strive for so reduce your expectations on yourself and be kind to yourself and realize that I think as a new mum or a mum to a newborn even if it's your third or fourth it's still learning and still changing your whole family dynamic has changed bringing a new baby into it Mm. and um, looking after those other children at the same time it can be quite a juggle in fact especially if you've got kindergarten and preschool and school and all the different drop-offs and pickups and things I know at one point I had children in school and kindergarten and daycare (laughs) you know it's 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 a lot so and and I think ask for help if mm. you need help. So that's either practical help from friends and family and your mm. partner um, or help from, you know, medical professionals, health professionals and um, people like yourself, Laura. Actually ask for help and um, be guided by, I guess, looking for pe- the right people to help you as well. Yeah. So there's a lot of advice out there for new mums online for instance and some of it you know it's amazing and people are trying to help but it might be from a celebrity or someone who has one baby and um you know they're really just trying to help other mums but Mm. maybe the information that they're giving you isn't as reputable as it could be so looking around and paying attention to where you're getting advice and suggestions from a hundred percent and also specific to you you know sometimes you know because you even, you know, different things you put out. But if if it's, you know, a one-on-one service and it's specific to what's going on for you and your baby, that's very different than, you know, a post online. 
And I know that I had a midwife for my two girls and it was invaluable. Like I honestly, the the wealth of knowledge, like just answering, some, sometimes I was answering like two or three of my silly questions, but like it would settle, like I would settle, you know, like you settled for that week. You're like, because, you know, as you would know, well, I don't know, this is my lens. You please correct me if I'm wrong. It's not my area of expertise, but, you know, each week changes so quickly in the first six weeks. It's like you almost have a different baby every couple of weeks kind of thing. And so having those questions answered was just worth everything. And those questions that feel like little stupid questions, yeah. none none of them feel little at the time. No, they feel huge. They feel, yes, they feel huge. <laughs> and once you solve that little part of whatever's going on, like you said, the next week you have some different issues or some different things to learn yes. because babies are developing so quickly at that age yes. that you are needing to learn different things and and it's normal and no question is silly. No, absolutely. It is is definitely worth its weight in gold. And so we've covered, well, you've covered so much. There's been amazing, amazing takeaways. But if you could just, I guess, tell um, the listeners the top three things that you would love for them to take from this episode, what would it be? Be kind to yourself always. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think try and create, I guess, some better communication with your partner so that you can work as a team mm. with your new baby or your or your you know second or third or fourth baby yes. um just try and get on the same page with things and even if that's just sharing how you're actually feeling mm. and letting them know that you know it's really hard and you're perhaps struggling or um needing a bit more help at the moment mm. and then i guess the other thing is just Try to actually enjoy your baby while they're little because there is a lot of work involved and sometimes we forget to just look at them and see how gorgeous they are and um, spend that time connecting with them because we're so busy doing all the tasks and yes. getting all the washing done and cooking some food and feeding them and changing them and it can turn into a bit of a treadmill of that 24-hour-a-day um, job. Mm. So trying to slow down and actually just enjoy some time with them, they're the things that they'll remember one day. Um, they're not going to remember if the house was really clean. And any time a midwife or a maternal child health nurse comes to your house, we don't want to see a really clean house. In <laughs> yes. fact, if we do see a really clean house, we worry about you because we want you to not only spend some time with your baby and connecting and, and with mm. the children, we also want you to take some time to yourself because you'll be a much better mum if you can. Mm, I love that. And it's so true. I do actually, when you're saying don't clean the house, I do remember, I think with my first running around cleaning the lounge room <laughs> because the midwife was coming. It's and a my common... mom, yeah, my mum was there <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> Stop. Yes. It's, um, it's... We all want to make sure our house is tidy, but yeah. honestly, it doesn't need to be. And all of those jobs will still be there later. Mm. And I love the slowing down and just taking the time. I know I don't feel like I did it as much with my first, but with my second, that intentional time, I'm pretty sure I just cuddled her for a couple of hours here and there and just did nothing. And it like that's it is so true that that's the stuff you remember. And 
they get so big and you don't get to do it anymore. <laughs> they really do grow up so fast. Everyone yeah. tells you that and you kind of, I can remember thinking, oh, if one more person tells me yeah, that, yeah, yeah. enjoy them because they'll grow <laughs> up so quickly. And But it's true, they really do. So you do want to yes. just slow down and spend a little bit of that special time. Yes, and it's funny how it does speed up. Like I remember with my first, I thought, she will never like she was going to be a baby forever because I wasn't sleeping right that was I was like this child is never going to grow up and with my second I was like my gosh I, I literally she was a baby for two seconds and now she's like you know almost five like it's crazy anyway <laughs> so is there anything else that you would like to add or that we haven't touched on that you think would you would like to um, tell the listeners today I don't think so I think we've covered most most I think- of the really important things I think so too. Now, how can the listeners find out about your amazing work? Um, they can come to my website at belindajoyce.com and we'll put a link in the show notes. It will be in the um, show notes. And I'll also have there a freebie that you can download with a whole heap of printables and checklists that can, um, I guess, give you ideas of the equipment you need to have with your baby and also checklists but what to put in the nappy bag and the hospital bag and the childcare bag and all those things. And um, also you can find me on Instagram as well, Belinda Joyce Midwife. Wonderful. Well, I would, all of that will be definitely in the show notes. Go and grab the freebie. Honestly, who doesn't love checklists? Well, maybe that's just me. I love checklists. (laughs) Um, Me too. (laughs) Yeah. So go grab it. Thank you so much for your time and for all your nuggets of wisdom. I really appreciate it. Um, Thanks so much, Belinda. My pleasure. 